because we got the alternative energy right. for nuclear free autonomy. And welcome to the Radioactive Show, produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. Hello and welcome to the Radioactive Show, produced in the studios of 3CR Melbourne on Wurundjeri Land and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. My name is Mara. This week we're looking at the Federal Government's increasing attempts to convince a small community in the Flinders Ranges that they should accept a national radioactive waste dump on their land. We speak to locals Greg Bannon and Robert Webb, who are involved in FLAG, the Flinders Local Action Group, as well as Regina McKenzie, resident at Yapala, the Aboriginal community adjacent to the proposed dump site. They tell us their views on the $2 million community development fund that the Federal Government is giving the region. First, we'll hear from Hawker local Robert Webb to get his thoughts on the government's tactics to convince the community to say yes to the dump. Hi Rob, thanks for joining us on the show today. Uh, you're welcome, Mara. Nice to be on the show. Uh, so tell me about your connection with Hawker and um, how you got involved in the campaign. Uh, my connection with Hawker is that um, my family are some of the original um, European settlers in that area, so we've been there for six, seven generations. And um, my great-grandmother's buried in the Hawker Cemetery and I grew up there, went to school there in primary school, as did all my children as well. So I have a very long connection with the Hawker area and um, how I got involved with the um, uranium dump, waste dump um, issue is when I heard about it, I was shell-shocked because I love that country. That's why I've kept a property there, although these days I live in the city a lot of the time. But I was absolutely appalled by the thought of nuclear waste being stored near Hawker and also in the Flinders Ranges. It's a pretty terrifying prospect, I think. And it's terrifying and extremely distasteful because it sort of, um, I think that there's a slur on the brand name of the Flinders Ranges if this happens. Yeah. And we are one of the iconic tourist destinations in Australia. And it's such a beautiful part of the world. Yes, indeed. Um, and so what have you thought about the community consultation process and particularly this new community development fund that the government's throwing $2 million at the community? Oh, I think, I think it's um, a very uh, polished push by the government. And the model they're following is, um, I was going to say deceitful, it's not so much deceitful, but it's extremely polished as well. The... the um, representative from the government there in the council office told me that it's based on a, on a model that was used in the United States and it's proved very successful there. Well, I'd have to say that I disagree with what they call success because I think it's been the most divisive um, thing that I've ever been involved in. It split the community, um, the initial consultation. You hardly speak to anyone who was consulted with the phone ring around that they say they've done. And um, then when they come in with that amount of money that they've done just recently in Hawker, $2 million to splash around in that little tiny town, that's a lot of money for people out there, you know, and it's sort of um, coloured the um, picture in the wrong light. Mm. How has it affected the community? Um, It's affected the community the same way as it affected the Kimber community when it was going on there. It's um, families have been split by it and long, uh, lifetime friends have been split by it. They don't talk to each other anymore when they see each other in the street, you know. So 
it's a it's a horrible thing to be involved in that in a town, you know. And as far as the development board's um, stance on it, um, that's um, so naive. I can hardly believe it. Um, this money that's been handed out there was supposed to go to com- community owned projects in my opinion and I thought that was the guidelines instead of that uh, quite the vast majority of that money has gone to private people and I think that's just so wrong you know because it doesn't affect these people it doesn't affect them because they got, they got a fortune handed to them to do their own business I think that is very very wrong you know that's my opinion of it. Mm, they do say that there's no strings attached to this fund and it's going to be allocated to the community regardless of whether the dump goes ahead, but it could be seen as a little bit of a bribe. Do you agree? Oh, totally. I do totally agree. And I, and I think the um, anti-dump lobby has lost support by some of the people that have, accepted, uh, have been um, granted the money. That's mm. also what I think, because the people, the people, long-time business owners in the town, none of them applied for this money. Not one of the private people applied for it. So it's new people to town applied for it that have no connection, really, with Hawker. Um, and people out of the town, and the way they have given money to the Aboriginal communities here, it's like the greatest PR stunt ever on behalf of the government, you know? That's the way I see it. Yeah, the cynic in me thinks they do know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. They know exactly what they're doing. So what do you think has to happen now in terms of stopping the dump going ahead in the Hawker region? Oh, we have to all keep up the fight, but also we have to bring other opinions into it, like the geological survey there. We just hope and pray Mm. that that's going to come on our side. We believe it will, you know and the importance of that land where they're going to put the dump to the Aboriginal people of the area. I mean, it's a hugely important area. It's not just the spring. It's as you walk through the sandhills there, it becomes how evident how amazing that is. There is evidence of a civilization that has walked that land for 40,000 years, just lying everywhere there, and they're going to put a nuclear waste dump in the middle of it. I mean, why wouldn't we have Aboriginal tourism developed there? Why wouldn't the government do that? And if the government want to give us $2 million, why wouldn't they buy the local pub, which is closed down, or buy one of the stores or the motel? You know, some business like that that is owned by the people. That's what it seems to me. I mean, I'm ashamed. I'm, I'm sorry I'm not there sometimes because, you know, I would be able to be more vocal, I guess, about what I do think about it. But what I do think about, about the whole situation there is, um, surely these people that are coming to do these assessments will come out on our side. And the government have said they will not go against, you know, the, the Aboriginal people's opinion there. So that's our hope, I guess. Yeah, and they've quite strongly come out saying no to the dump. And the area is a flood zone. You can see the um, damage and the uprooting of trees by flood events in the past. And it's an archaeological hotspot. It's so rich in the artefacts. And my, and my big um, worry is that if you know, it does go ahead and, you know, the government votes for low-level waste. Let's get this quite clear. It is not only for low-level waste. Straight away, it's for low-level waste, which everybody says is harmless in 30 years' time. So why on earth would they be going to all this bother to do that for something that's harmless in 30 years' time? Of course they're not doing it. They are bringing in intermediate-level waste there, and once the foot is in the door, there's no stopping it.
that's my opinion. Mm, yeah. And Pandora's box of nuclear horror. Yes, exactly. <laughs> One of the most pristine areas of the universe. It's absurd. Um, so how do you think people can support the community that is trying to stop it? Is there any way people that aren't in the Flinders Ranges can support you? Uh, I think so. I think, um, you know, spread the word that this is happening here, you know, to this tiny um, remote community. Because, I mean, that's what it is, isn't it? That the, it, sound, it seems to me like the model of this um, from the government is find um, a naive community in an isolated area and go for it. That sounds, seems to me, I know that's so cynical, but it seems to me that that is it, you know. And um, we need everybody to know about this and we need to know how precious this land, the whole, you know, of Australia needs to know how precious this land is to them, to everybody, mm. not just to the people around Hawker. And that's another thing that's so flawed, the, the model, as they call it, is that they say in the end, it will, the decision whether to go ahead with the dump or not will be taken by the people of Hawker. That's 300 people mm -hmm. are making this decision. I can't believe that that is fair. That doesn't seem to be democratic to me. Polished and sneaky is what it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Rob. Um, and good luck with the fight. And we'll be out there supporting you whenever it's needed. Thank you so much, Mara, and that, that support is needed all the time to help us. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a good day. That was Robert Webb, whose family have been in Hawker for generations. Next, we speak to Greg Bannon, who lives in Corn and is active in the Flinders Local Action Group opposing the establishment of the dump. Hi, Greg. Thanks for joining us on today's show. Oh, that's fine. Pleasure. What has been the consultation that the government's well, gone uh, through? The, the, apart from those first... A couple of public meetings. Um, there's there's been plenty of plenty of opportunity to to consult and to to be given the information uh, to ask questions and have questions answered. There've been um, uh, representatives from the uh, from Ansto at Lucas Heights uh, over here uh, nearly every nearly every week, I guess, for the last probably up until Christmas, so that um, probably for six months or more. Um, but it's always it's been done on a one-to-one -to -one basis. Um, there hasn't been any any public meeting um, to decide whether the community's really for it or against it. There was a poll conducted when they first proposed the idea, um, but there hasn't been much opportunity for um, to to air concerns. And in this whole proposal, everything we've been told has been there's, there's been no no mention of any possible downside to the project. And uh, I understand that the government has set up a community group to deal with the process within the uh, yes, community? Yeah, they, what they, is that? They sent up, uh, set up a cons um, community consultative committee uh, called the Bandiuta Consultative Committee. Um, and there's about uh, 17 people, I think, on that, that committee. Um, there were... Uh, they called for expressions of interest for people to to be on it, and so they, they these are all people who applied, as far as I know, to join that committee. But they don't; they're not a decision-making committee. They they just review to review the operation and report back to the committee. They don't actually make executive decisions on it. Review which and operation do you mean? Their first task was um, the um, the government put amount of, an amount of two million dollars on the table to go for. Um, to be to be used in the community um, supposedly for um, to to sort of uh, compensate for the disruption and, and the distress that might have been happening occurring in the in the district 
and that was supposed that was in, in, people were invited to to uh, put in an expression of interest for a grant, um, and it was supposed the guidelines were saying that it had to be something that was of broad uh, benefit to the to the whole community. Um, so that, those projects, I'm not sure how many actually submissions they received, but there's 11 that's just been announced that 11 of them have have been funded. Uh, so the two million dollars has been allocated to to eleven different um, projects in the community. Are there any strings attached to uh, my this understanding? Fund? Is there not? Uh, the, the government says that they don't they, that there are no strings attached. Um, it's just basically to compensate for the for the disruption that's been caused by this process. Um, but really, um, we see them really. It, it's a bit hard to work out what they are other than a bribe. Um, some some way of softening up community response. Um, I'm part of a group called uh, Flinders Local Action Group, and we were formed. We formed last year to try and um, counter some of the uh, some of the information that we felt was coming out, and to put the opposite point of view. We just didn't want to just go along and com- be compliant in this thing. Uh, nuclear waste has been tried to be stored in Australia on many occasions before. And each time it's failed. And in this case, again, though they're, they're claiming world best practice, um, it, it's actually dividing the community because of different points of view. Some people who are bitterly opposed to, opposed to the storing of nuclear waste here, we're worried about what long-term repercussions there might be um, and maybe repercussions on the tourist industry, uh, etc. I mean, we're putting forward a case that opposes the, the, the dump. We're not in favour of it. And, uh, and we think that the government should, should go back and, and have another good look at the way, they, the way do, they're doing it. Um, so, that, so the support we need is for people to, I guess, join us in that, that process. You know, there's, there's so much money being put, put at this stuff. It can, it can only be... Um, the, the, I, I can quote you the words of uh, Bruce Wilson, who's the Head of Resources in, in the Department of Industry and Innovation and Science, and, and they've always said that if the answer from the broad community is no, the dump won't go ahead. And, and they also state that the government doesn't have a preferred location. The facility will not be imposed on an unwilling community. But they haven't tested our community's uh, response to it. There was a, a phone poll conducted initially, which we think was, and, and, and they have admitted, was a bit flawed. Our flag group, Flinders Local Action Group, conducted our own survey last year, and we came up with a very strong no to the dump. The figures that we, from, from our survey, have, have quite emphatically said that people don't want it. But the government, they, they, haven't, they haven't slowed down on this process. What kind of no is the no they will hear? It's very, very strange. Well, um, I think we'd, we'd really like them to stop spending more and more money if, they, if they're genuine, if they're fair dinkum about it won't going, go ahead if the community uh, doesn't want it. They should then make a, a proper attempt to ask the, ask the community, do you want it or don't you? That does seem fair and reasonable. Yeah, so that's, that's really where, where we're coming from. And it certainly is a divisive thing. Um, there's, you know, there's people now who, who um, you know, are, are, their lifetime friendships are being disrupted by, because people have different views about it. There are some people who think that Hawker will benefit from it. Uh, Hawker's struggling, you know. There, there's no, not much industry, etc. In Hawker, um, it's basically a service town 
for, for, a, for a very good tourist, tourist industry. The Flinders Ranges are recognised as being one of the iconic destinations for tourists from around the world. And uh, we just don't think that a nuclear dump goes hand in hand with that image. No, nuclear tourism is not something I'm familiar with. No, no, <laughs> I don't think it's, uh, it's high on the list. I don't see it in, the, uh, in any of the um, tourist books promoting its, uh, its virtues. No, I can't imagine. Well, hopefully the government will learn to listen and will hear the no from the community and that this bribe of the Community Development Fund will not be used as a you know, bribe to as get bribe, the dump. Yes, yes. Go ahead. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Radioactive Show, Greg, and good Great. luck to you and FLAG and the rest of the community in stopping the dump. And if there's any way that the rest of the community can help, let us know. All right. Well, thank you very much, Mara. We really appreciate the time. Thanks so much, Greg. Thank you. You're listening to the Radioactive Show, broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. We just heard from Greg Bannon from the Flinders Local Action Group, Next up, we'll hear from Regina McKenzie, Agna Mantha woman and resident at Yapala, the community that will receive some of the funding. Hi, Regina. Thanks for joining us on today's Radioactive show. Hi, Mara. Um, glad to be on. Um, so what's happening at the moment with the Radioactive Waste Dump proposal? The government has, um, has said that they must go on through this process of doing an assessment. Um, they, they've promised um, myself and people out at Yapla that if we were to do this, this assessment and show um, show that our, our culture heritage, both tangible and intangible, if it can't support the waste dump, they will walk. We actually got this in writing a promise from the Minister Canavan. You got it in writing, that's fantastic. <coughs> yeah. So you have to jump through hoops and prove that you have cultural heritage and environmental values there, so you can because they won't take no just because you don't want it. Is that yeah kind of right? Yes, they need they need it on paper. They need a paper trail, as they they will say. So your community, um, being the chosen community, get to jump through all these hoops because they say you have to because of their policy. Is that yeah? And um, but there, there is a good side of it. What's that? Um, if we if we the community do a good assessment and show this kind of um, thing through our culture heritage, it will set a, set a benchmark for all future proposal, proposals that they want to put to any other community. Well, that is a positive, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And you'll get some um, good reporting out of it about your land. Oh, yes. Um, we, we there at Yapua Island crew has been going out in the last on the area that's been nominated, uh, we were actually working with them for the last 15 years trying to re-vegetate, re- you know, just work in on the erosion on that side of the property because our property, we've got an IPA. So working with the, and managing the, the erosion on our side is quite easy because we've got funds there. And an we IPA is an Indigenous with, protected area. Yeah. yeah. Now, we were working in partnership with two state departments, that was the Aboriginal Heritage and Dewa, Department of Water and... I can't think what else, but, you know, Dewa. Yeah. I uh, was working with those guys. And we was also working with Mr Grant Chapman, who is the nominee. Now, um, we were working there, and he nominated without us knowing. He, didn't, he, he, he never notified 
um, us at there at Gapla, and he did not notify the state department, um, which was tour an environmental part of tour. Um, <coughs> there was no no communication whatsoever from him, even though we were we were communicating with him about what we were doing on the area. Like we actually got fifty thousand dollars for the area that was nominated to fix it up and fix the erosion up in that area. But since now we we had to hand it back to the state um, government. That's a bit bizarre, isn't it? Then all that communication in the lead up, and then he nominates his land without a word. Yeah, that no negotiation whatsoever. It shows that um, even though he was saying that he was working transparently with with us, he um, he nominated without anybody knowing. <clears throat> Which is not awesome communication. Um, and so with this community development fund that um, the federal minister, Canavan, has announced, some of that money goes to your land, Yapala. What's yes, that for the and do you want it? 500000 That's actually for um, the houses that we have there. Um, they're at Yapala, one of the ILC. It's got a caveat. We can't go and we can't go to the bank and we can't get a loan and get to do any, any repairs or any... Um, if we wanted to go into a business adventure and stuff, we can't go to the bank and get loans like any other property can. We're actually, um, they made us dependent on, on, on government grants, which I find is a bit unfair. Um, um, I, I, I believe that most Aboriginal communities, such as mine, that working with the ILC, are put in a place where we are made dependent on the on government grant fundings and stuff. And if they were to withdraw funding from us, it can cause us to, you know, we've got nothing to survive on. And um, our ILC, our IPA, we've been struggling with that there. We, we struggled just to get a, a vehicle for our workers for um, for four years. Our, our workers actually worked with no vehicles. They were using their own vehicles to go and do the work. What work is done out there? Work with the IPA rangers is um, go around working on the, you know, what, what birds are there, which ones are endangered, um, working in, you know, just doing training in every day, like, you know, the same thing they would do on a national park. Yeah. But with Indigenous people and Indigenous, and the way the Indigenous, the way Aboriginal people would do um, work in the environment. That's what we've been working on. So caring for country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're and not... <laughs> and Vidi Warren, you've also been working with, heritage in like the area that, that's under threat at the moment we've got the first storyline anywhere in Australia a registered storyline and mapped it in the culture sense um, as Aboriginal people would see a culture line we've mapped it and it's now part of the um, heritage in South Australia. What do you think is the next part of the process? What what happens after this community development funding? Do you think you'll accept it? Um, what happens if you do? What happens if you don't? Uh, the acceptance of it, uh, what we're under the, we, we've been told, and if you were to read the um, the actual application, it states that this money is only for, um, um, it's only for people who've been disrupted and, and you know, totally put out by the, um, the waste dump. Mm, well, that's you. Um, it, it's actually, it's not whether the waste dump goes ahead or not. Mm-hmm. It's money that, um, even if it doesn't go ahead, Money, it, it, 
that they'll walk away, but the money, people can still use the money as in for the businesses and stuff. In the community, and because you're limited by the conditions of the IPA, it's probably not, it's possibly not a bad thing to get this money There's through the other channel. You can either say it's a trying to, um, <laughs> trying to tempt everybody. Yeah. But also, you can also look at it that if they were to come across and they did walk away from the site, it's a feel-good thing for the government. They could actually say to the next area that they go to, oh, we actually helped the Aboriginal people here at Yapala. We helped the people of Hawker. We helped the people within Corn to get all this stuff. So um, it's something where <coughs> they're trying to make themselves look good. Mm. Yeah, they own that $2, two, $2 million worth of looking good. Yeah. Amazing. So what do you think happens from here? Well, I think, uh, well, I'm hoping that um, when we do the assessment and we show them, um, and what I want to state as well, the assessment that we will be doing, it, it, we're going to work transparent. We're going to work in a fair and way in partnership with the um, federal government to show them how our how um, our culture, our belief system, would be damaged if they were to put this waste something in that area. Mm. Is there any support that we can give you? How can people help? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> um, it's um, we, We've gotten great support from everybody um, so far. You know, but I'd rather, I'd r- love to see more people. Everybody get their friends in, um, let their friends know that this um, nuclear waste dump um, Totally, totally um, get on board and check up. And when we have these rallies and stuff, bring a whole lot of friends along. And show the government that Australia does not want these waste dumps in in regional areas, and especially not on Indigenous land. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us on today's show, Regina. We really appreciate your time, which is lately being spent fighting a dump proposal that you didn't ask for. <coughs> yep. I haven't. And thanks for all your help, man. We'll speak to you soon. Thanks so much, Good Regina. Bye. That was Regina McKenzie, Agnamantha woman who has been working to stop the dump on her land. Her community is adjacent to the proposed site and have been allocated part of the Community Development Fund. Their access to financial resources is restricted by the conditions associated with their land being an Indigenous protected area. This funding will enable the residents of Yapala to improve their property and develop business opportunities on their land. It is hoped that the surveys done on the land will help build the case against the dump being located there. Thanks to Greg Bannon, Robert Webb and Regina McKenzie for joining us on this week's show. It's clear that the Federal Government's Community Development Fund for the Flinders Ranges community has provoked a variety of opinions and reactions. For more information on the Community Development Fund and the community survey undertaken by the Flinders Local Action Group, follow the links on our website and Facebook page. Thanks for listening to The Radioactive Show. You can download the podcast of this show at www.3cr.org.au slash radioactive. If you'd like to get in contact, you can email us on radioactiveshow.3cr at gmail.com. The Radioactive Show was produced in the studios of 3CR on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation in Fitzroy, Victoria, and is broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network with the support of Friends of the Earth. Thanks for listening and tune in again next week for more news and views on nuclear peace and energy issues.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.